Beautiful. Well, we also saw our lovely sister, Judita, during those announcements, saying, forget about Britain's Got Talent. Forget about the X Factor. Forget about it. Forget about it. Because in this church, we actually have the best choir in the whole UK. Oh, you don't agree with me. I said we have the best choir in the whole UK. And they are called the Greater Love Gospel Choir. a different opinion but you are the son of God you are the savior of the world you are the way the truth the life who is Jesus he's the savior who is Jesus he is the way the only way to
hotel. You never went to London. You never traveled on a plane. You never went to New York. You never got married. You never had a child, but we were all your children. You never had a bank account, but you made us all rich. All power belongs to you.
see the visions of God And the leader whose ears are open to his words And the leader who's guided continually by the Lord I send you to leave your life's ambitions To go to your desires, not your self-will to bear the burdens in a lost and dying world. So I send you to feed the many hungry sheep. Oh, Jesus said unto them, my disciples, peace be unto you, my children.
the moment you've all been waiting for because we have come I mean how many of you have enjoyed the service so far let's give me a wave you've enjoyed the singing you enjoyed the acting you enjoyed the dancing during praise and worship don't worry you'll see the dancing star soon you've enjoyed it then look I'm telling you it's about to get better tell your neighbor it's about to get better it's about to get nicer it's about to get sweeter and it's about to get more powerful because it's time for the word of God. Oh, I said it's time for the word of God. The Bible says that the word of God is like a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path. How many of you know that you need light? Because the way your life is set up, the way your studies are set up, the way your ex-girlfriend is set up, you need some light in your life. You need direction. How many of you need direction? Then I want you to put your hands together and with Jesus joy, welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard Sing it out. Like you're expecting a miracle. Your light is your miracle today. And sing that you're expecting a miracle today. Thank you for the blessing. But let's stand to our feet and pray. If you are seated, you want to pray, let's stand and pray. Standing and praying. Standing and praying. Unless you can't stand. Standing and praying. Let's stand and pray. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the great opportunity to come into your presence. To come into the presence of the Most High God. We thank you, Father, that you bless us. You speak to us. You will instruct us and you will lead us by your precious Holy Spirit, Lord. Lead us by your spirit. Lead us by your spirit, Lord. Thank you for your help. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you all and you may take your seats.
in his beautiful presence. Okay. So we are sharing on the call of God. The call of God. Our first um, part of this sermon. Um, what did we say? What did we share on? Do you have notes? Okay. Help me quickly. You don't know what we said? What it means to be called. Okay. Do you remember what it means to be called? Fantastic. And then the, it means to be separated for God's purposes, receiving a talent and receiving the grace of God. So it was a three-point sermon. Beautiful. And then the second set, what did we do? That's it. This is the second time we are meeting on this. Oh, really? Not the third. This is the third. The second one was, there's a second. And the first one was five facts. Five facts about the call. And then this is the second one. People, you think I do? I'm just testing you. This cannot be the second one. So this is the third, isn't it? So the first was five facts. The first fact is what? Many are called. There is a call to fruitfulness. Some people are called in a spectacular way. And then most people are called in an ordinary way. And then some people are called through their desires. Okay. And then the second one, therefore, was what it means to be called. And then with that, you have what? Separated for God's purposes, receiving a talent, and then receiving the grace of God. Okay. So, before I start today's sermon, I want want to top up this particular one with two more points so that we know what it means to be called. So you know what it means to be called. And after that, I'll give you the title for today's sermon and I'll give you um, three beautiful points for today. And then you'll be going home. So you know you receive five points today, okay? So the next, the, so this is a top up for what it means to be called. Um, the next thing that it means to be called that I needed to see is receiving special mercy. To receive mercy. To receive mercy is that you are supposed to be condemned, but you are not condemned. That's the mercy. That's mercy. You've received mercy. You're being shown mercy. You're supposed to be sentenced to life imprisonment. And then when you receive mercy, you are sentenced to six weeks. That's great mercy, isn't it? It means that the judge is really kind and merciful. So when you have received special mercy, that's when you are called. When you are called, it's not like you qualify and you deserve it. You shouldn't feel proud and good that, look, I I am the type that is called. I'm the type that is called because I'm Virgin Mary and prophesying Moses. Yes. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1, The Bible says that, therefore, seeing, is that the right passage? Therefore, seeing, we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we have the ministry because we have received mercy. So, what I'm talking to you about, the call of God, it's about receiving special mercy. So, when you see yourself in the call of God, that God is using you, God is going to use you, it means that you have received mercy. Okay? The next 
um, top up is to be summoned distinctly. Distinctly, to be summoned distinctly. Okay. Now, what that means is to be identified and called out by name. So when you are called, you know that. You know there are some, there are some names that are not so common. Isn't it? How many of you think you have a name that is not common? That I mean like your name is not common. Yes. Like if I, if I stand, I can, if I, I, can, I can go on air now and go and shout, your veila. I don't know how many people will come. How many people do you know who are called your veila? Yes, just one, isn't it? Yes. She must have special parents who chose a special name for her. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so the point here is that when you are someone distinct, it means that you are called out by name. That there's no confusion about it. You know that it, it, I mean, it is you and it is for you. So there are some things that you know that this one, God is drawing you to do and it is for you. It's not like, it's not like everybody. When God is calling you, he's not calling a group. That this group do this. It's, it's, it's a distinct call. You know, like, like the scripture, I don't know whether I should, I should take you that far, but when, when the scripture is talking about the trumpet making a sound, He's saying that, you see, that sound has to be distinct because if this trumpet doesn't make it sound clearly, how will the people know that they are being called for war? So there are some sounds when it is made. There are some names when it is called. It's for a purpose. It's for you. It is you who is being called. So you have to, you have to respond to that call and respond to that sound that you are hearing because it's you that's being called. When I say Yovela, it's not like that there are two people in this room called Yovela or six people. When I say Fred, I'm sure there could be a few Freds here. If I say Priscilla, I'm sure there could be a few Priscillas around. Or especially when you come from some parts of the world and you hear the word Kofi. The meaning, the meaning of Kofi is Friday born. So anybody, anybody who is born on a Friday will have that name. Kofi. Have you heard the name Kofi? Kofi. No, it's it's Kofi. You've not been saying it well. Kofi. Yes, it's not Kofi. It's Kofi. Or or you hear a name, you you hear a name like, um, What? Ajua. Yes. That's what you say. Ajua. Ajua. That means what day? Monday born. Monday. That means a person is that's, that means it's a that means it's a lady who is born on Monday. Kofi is a guy who's born on Friday. Kwesi. What you call Kwesi. Kwesi. Is a male born on Sunday. So a lot of people. So these are not these are not 
distinct names are like a name that when you say it, it's like a one person. No. So it's different. It's, it's, not, it's not like the call of God. It's not like the call of God. When I believed and believed that God has called me, I didn't feel like he's called me, he's called uh, my wife, he's called my children, he's called my mother, he's called my father, he's called my brother, he's called my... No, I didn't feel that way. It's like this one, it's you. If you follow the crowd, you will miss your calling. If you follow what everybody is doing, you will miss your calling because everybody has not heard what you are hearing. That's what you see in the scripture. For if the trumpet gave an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for battle? So when the sounds are being given, the sounds are distinct and clear. And you need that this one, it's you. So to be summoned distinctly, to be called out by name, is what it means to be called. The desires you have, the feelings you have, the strong edges you have to serve God, to work for God, to do something for God. It's for you. It's you. You see, the people around you don't have the same feelings and desires and interests. They actually don't care about a lot of things. You discover your mom doesn't care about the things you care about. Your dad doesn't care about the things you care about. Your friends doesn't care about. Your best friend doesn't care about. It's like, it's like they, are, they are not moved. You, are there, you feel like praying and fasting. Nobody feels it. I just feel like eating. You have a burden to pray and to fast for something in particular. Everybody else feels like eating. Others even feel like sinning. Yeah. There are people who have strong edges to sin. You even wonder whether Satan has anointed them. I don't want to go that far. I like to end that it's just, it's just the works of the flesh. I don't want to go as far as Satan has called you and anointed you to, to destroy people's lives. Yeah. Because if you don't, you also don't check yourself before that you've reached that point. When now it's like you've become an agent of Satan. Yes. Hmm? You are the you are here. Yes. I'm explaining, I'm explaining the call of God. And I see this particular meaning to be summoned distinctly to you that it's, it's so unique. It's so clear. It's so different from everybody else. That's, that's what makes you different from everybody else. It's the call of God. That's what makes you different from everybody else. That's what makes you different from your friends. That's what makes you different from your brothers and sisters. It is, it is the call of God. It is your calling. So you have to pay attention to that calling. Okay, so that's your top up from um, last week. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 5 and um, verse number 4 says that, And no man taketh this honor upon himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So you see, I, I need to understand, I need to understand here that the, the, the call of God is an honorable thing. When you are called by God, it's an honor that's been done you. That's why he said that no one taketh this honor upon himself. Unless he's called of God. Unless he's called of God. You can't walk to Buckingham Palace today and say that, look, uh, can I have an OB or an MB or can I be knighted? You, you, can't, you can't go there. Unless you've received a letter that come, you are being knighted. 
or you're receiving an OB, or you're receiving an MB, or whatever, unless you have been invited, you can't just wake up and say, look, I also feel like, I almost feel like from today I should be called Sir. Sir Richard. Bishop Sir Richard. Yes. For ministering to the youth in the, in the United Kingdom. And getting a lot of them off the streets. I mean, won't you, won't you be taking pictures and saying that, yes, I know him, that's my pastor. Yes. But I, I, can't, I can't go and say, look, hey, Brother Charles, Prince Charles, can you, can you please, can you please add me? I mean, I would look like, you know, Unless, unless I'm invited, unless I'm called. And you know if I'm called, you all hear about it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Like I say, we have to decide how you should call me, like whether you should call me bishop or call me sir. You have to discuss it and find which one. I'm, or whether you should, you should take the two. Bishop sir. Yes, because bishop has, must be the main one. Yeah. You know how it is, you know how it is. It has more power, isn't it? The call of God. The call of God. The call of God is higher than everything. I mean, it's higher than everything and anything. Nothing can be higher than the call of God. Yes. So it's an honor. When you are called, what I'm talking to you is that if, if, perchance, and I've told you already that it's likely that you are called because many are called. But it means that it's most likely that God has honored you. Because God has included you in something very wonderful and something very special. As people are trading their call for uh, a tall dark man. You actually wonder how does it help us? How does height help you in a marriage? What contribution does height make apart from picking something for you from the cupboard? One lady gets in there, beloved. She said, she said, he's too short. She said, he's too short. Her mother said, tell her that they should buy a stool. When they need something up, they should stand, they should stand on it and take it out. As she's about to reject a good thing from her, like a good thing. A good thing. That he's too short. I wish I wanted a taller version, but this one, this one is good, but it's the height. What can you do to the height? Should he be stretched? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When I see her, I wish I, I would ask her that, so how, how is the height contributing to the marriage? Is it making any difference? Have you ever remembered, have you ever remembered, when you wake up in the morning, have you ever remembered that, oh, I, I have a short man here. You see, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, foolishness around the heart of a child yes, that needs to be stripped off. It's Bible. It's Bible. If they find it for you, you see. It's Bible. So you, you will see. So, so, so you see people making mistakes. It's, it's, I mean, they are being foolish. What, what they may need, what they may, they will need two things. 
they will need two things. They will need, they will need a strong person who is outspoken to tell them, no, you can't do this. And then the second thing they will need is they themselves have to be, have to be what? Obedient. Yes, obedient. These two things go in place. Otherwise, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Why, why do you think your eyes are always on, on, your, on your children? When they go here, they go to the kitchen, why do you think you follow them there? Yes, because you don't follow your husband to the kitchen. But you follow the child because you know the child can do a foolish thing. So you have to follow the child and go and say, no, don't touch this. This one is hot. This one is this. This is this. Don't touch this. Don't do this. Don't do this. That's, how, that, that's how it is. As you're growing up, you, you, you say you've grown up. You mention your age. You mention an age, which is like 20 or 18. <laughs> and say you are... <coughs> and say that the government says you're an adult. It's true. But in the real experiences of life, you have to be followed. When it gets to some things, you have to be followed. What are you doing? What decision are you making? Where are you going? Why are you doing this? Otherwise, you, because you are like the child who is about to put a hand in hot oil. Yes. But, you see, but there are two things. The child has to listen. When mommy says stop, because there's some children who you say stop, they don't stop. But when you say stop, that's when they turn around and say, Why? They will not be asking questions. Yes, but here, here's the verse. Here's the verse. Let me, let me move on to, before I start preaching a different sermon. Yes. So, today, today, I said I have three points for you, isn't it? Yes, I'll control myself and not change it to seven, but stay with three. So, I want to talk to you about the characteristics of called people. Characteristics of called people. What do called people look like? People who are called, what are they like? What are the characteristics that they have? I'm sure many people will think that called people are virgins, like Virgin Mary. Called people are very prayerful people. Called people are people who fast, who live a fasted life. They never have breakfast and lunch. Then they have a cup of tea at night. <laughs> these are the ones that are called these are the ones that are deep so let's look at the bible let's see what the bibles the examples that the bible gives us of people who are called you'll be shocked you, you, you'll see by the end of today so you see that oh, you were called long time you were called in your mother's womb yes the first group that God calls that we have examples are people who are failures. God calls failures. Failures. How many of you here have failed before? You failed at something before. You tried something, it didn't work. Okay, let me even ask you a more, a more serious or practical one. How many of you have failed as Christians before? You've done things that a Christian is not supposed to do. Yes. Even little Zoe has, has is lifted up her hand. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Yes. You failed as Christians before, isn't it? Yes. You'll be shocked that God hasn't changed his mind about you. Yes. Man may have changed his mind about you, but not God. Yeah. That's what you, have, you must stick with God. I'm telling you. No matter what happens with you, stick to God. Yeah. Even, when, even, when, even when your mother is not talking to you for two weeks because of something bad, you've done, stick with God. You'll be praying, oh God, touch her heart. God, touch her heart. Touch her heart. My money is getting finished. Touch her heart. So my accounts can be replenished. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Because you see, she will say anything to you before money has been transferred. Then you just send a text and say, thank you. Yes. Oh, God. Touch the heart. Oh, God. Touch the heart. Because God hasn't changed his mind about He's waiting, he's, wait, he's rather waiting to see whether you will repent. Do you know what it means to return, repent? It's to make a U-turn. It's to turn away from that thing that you have failed at. Turn away from it. It's not, it's not hang on and say, by the grace, by the grace, by the grace, by the grace, we are flowing, by the grace. The grace is working. It's working. It's working. By the grace, it's working. We are pushing. We are pushing. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Our main character that we are looking at today is Moses. Yes. Exodus chapter 3. May I read from verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, in in the, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, wouldn't you like to hear God calling you? You are hearing it. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Yes, verse 6. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I'm always blessed when I hear God introducing himself. When you sing some, it, 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 it should make you interested in Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. I mean, for God to say that, that look, if you, in case you don't know who I am, I'm the one who was with these three guys. Yes, I'm the one that these three guys obeyed and listened to. It's not a nice thing. For, some, for someone to say that, look, I'm the, I'm the father, I'm the father of, I'm the father of, what's your name? Yes, I'm the father of Jade. I mean, proudly saying that I'm the father of Jade. Would you not like to know who Jade is? Why this all-important, important person is saying that if you want to know who I am, go and check out, uh, there's a lady called Jade. Um, I am her father. It's like, I'm the one who raised and brought up uh, um, Jade. That's what God is saying. He's using, he's using mere men, mere mortals. He's saying that, in case you don't know who I am, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac and I'm the God of Jacob. 
It means that from today, from tomorrow when you're having your quiet time, you should have a quiet time, a study on Abraham, study on Isaac, study on, on Jacob. Yes. Because God says that I am, I am their, I'm their God. I'm their God. Sometimes when you go to a place nobody knows you, you drop a name, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You just drop a name. You just say, oh, I'm from First Love Church. <laughs> I'm from First Love Church. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Reverend this, uh, whatever's wife. Isn't it? Yes. People use, people use their husband's names. Yes. I'm Bishop. This is wife. I'm the wife of Bishop. That. Immediately it's like, oh, mommy. <laughs> mommy. 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 Come in. Mommy. 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 Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Ah. You're welcome. If that is your husband, then we know who you are. Then we can receive you well. Verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Verse 8 says that, and I am, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Or the Ites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come up unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel out of Egypt. Then verse 11, and Moses said unto God, who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. He's like, who am I? He's like, why, why are you even choosing me? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not the one, I'm not the one to go and do such a thing. Because if you study about Moses, you will discover that Moses has tried this kind of job before. And he went and he killed an Egyptian. He went to use his might and his strength. He saw an Egyptian and an Israelite fighting. And he stepped in. I think Moses must be strong. He stepped in. Instead of separating the fight, he took the Egyptian and he killed him. And to his, and to his shock, surprise, and awe, nobody backed him or covered him. They were about to expose him. So he ran. He ran. He fled the country. And then now you are there. Then God is coming to call you again that go and do the same job. It's like, hey, me. Me, I should go to these people again? Nay. Nay. So that's why he's asking, who am I? Who am I? It's like you know, you know your problems. I mean, if you say you have failed, no, put your hands down first. I need to qualify my question. You have failed as a Christian. Yes. Even little Zoe says he has failed as a Christian. Yes. I don't know what you are thinking. Maybe she just chopped her tithe. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what point. Or she didn't have a quiet time. I don't know what, I don't know what people are thinking. Why, why are you worrying her? <laughs> why are you worrying her? 
Don't mind them, okay? Yes. I'm sure it just means that last week you didn't have your quiet time or something like that. They are, they are creating problems for you. Yeah, she was in a rush. She didn't have the quiet time. Yes. <laughs> Don't mind these aunties and uncles around you. Okay? <laughs> so you see, by, what I'm saying to you is that you will see that God is still interested in you. God will still be drawing you. God, God might send his servant to you to talk to you about the work of the mission. And as he's talking, you'll be thinking, this man, does he know me? He doesn't know you, but God knows you. So the reason why you are thinking, this man doesn't know me. Why is he talking to me about ministry? Why is he talking to me about missions? Why is he telling me that I can do well? God can does he really know? Does he really know what I have done and where I am? Does he know how many times I have failed? But God hasn't make hasn't made a mistake. God still knows you. And God still wants you. And God still is interested in you. God is still interested in you. You will be thinking. You will be thinking. And you see, it's true. You, you may not have had a dream or a vision or even, even the interest. Sometimes it's not there. But God can send his servant, that is your pastor or someone to you and talk to you. When you hear, when you hear a discussion, will you like to do this? We are thinking that you should be in charge of this or you should do this or you should join this. You should know that God is prompting you. And you'll be there and thinking about how you have failed miserably on a lot of fronts and a lot of things. But God is still saying, hey, I like you. I want you. You can do it. You can do it. You can make it. You can put yourself, because perhaps, perhaps that is God's deliverance for you. The thing that you are struggling with, the thing that you are struggling to come out for, I come out of you want you need deliverance from maybe God's deliverance for you is engaging you in his work. Yes. Engaging you. He said maybe that is his deliverance for you from that bondage. So God calls failures. Second. Wow. The second um um, characteristic are people with an inferiority complex. Mm. Know that people have a complex. They always feel lower than other people. And there's always a reason why someone feels inferior. They always have either a secret reason or sometimes an obvious reason that this person has no confidence in himself or in herself. Doesn't feel, you know, it's like I, I don't feel up to the task. It's like this can't be me. For various reasons, various reasons. Sometimes the person's background. The person, sometimes the person's home that nobody even knows that this is the home you are coming from. Nobody has an idea. But you know where you are coming from. You know yourself. Exodus chapter 4 and verse number 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, 
neither, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. NASB, NASB. Have we got NASB? Then Moses said to the Lord, please, Lord, I have never been eloquent. Neither recently nor in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant. For I am slow of speech and, and, and slow of tongue. He said, how can you send me to go and speak to Pharaoh? How can you send me to go and preach? Of all people. He said, like, like, choose, choose that person who speaks, who speaks like, like what? Like a high-speed train. The words just flow. I mean, there are people who are eloquent. I mean, when they, when they are speaking, I mean, they can, they, I mean, they can talk. They can really speak. I mean, imagine, imagine if President Obama was a pastor. Or President Clinton. Yes. Or if Prime Minister um, Johnson was a pastor. Yes. I mean, you will always be inspired that a miracle is about to happen. Yes. I mean, look at when the winter was coming and everybody was so worried about the outbreak and things and all that. And then suddenly he came to speak. He said, no, there's no problem. This is what we expected. This, this is what we expected. The whole, I don't know that you are, but the whole country calmed down. Because just before autumn, it's like, yeah, when we enter, we have to be careful. There should be another type of lockdown. What is plan B? This. And then he went to visit somewhere. He was not even a, like a national. He was oh, then they, I, Someone came to ask him a question. He said, oh, no. But what they told, that's what we expected. We've expected it. So we have prepared. It's okay. Everybody relax. Yeah. I've been watching. Everybody is relaxed. Everybody is relaxed. Imagine if he's a pastor. So then you don't talk like that. Even this little convert that you have, he's been encouraging the person. The person is not encouraged. How many of you have tried encouraging someone? The person didn't become encouraged. Yes. yes. <laughs> he's saying that I am not. That he has a complex. That he's slow of speech. I don't know whether he stammers or he has to think about the words and choose his words slowly. So you see, uh, God said, I should come and tell you that you should let his people go. He's, he's wondering, how, I mean, will, will Pharaoh not kick him out of the room? Who knows, throw this guy out. And the Pharaoh said, like, can you give him a glass of water? And then he wants to say, no, no, thank you. So he'd be saying, no, 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 Pharaoh, please, no, thanks. I mean, by that time, the water has come already. (laughs) 
with that already, he has a complex. He has a complex. Imagine such a brother saying that he's interested in you. He's going to post. I mean, you see, he, he will not even come. Yes, he will not even come. Because when he thinks, when I go, these girls, they will laugh at me. They will be giggling and laughing. They won't like me. Brothers, isn't it? Yeah. They'll be laughing. Yes. They'll be laughing. They'll say I'm too short. They'll say I'm too like this. They'll say I'm like that. They'll say I'm like this. They'll say there's this. These brothers, they won't accept me. These sisters, no brothers, sisters. These sisters. They'll say I'm like this. I'm like that. I don't have waves. Yes, I don't have waves. If you think that someone is not aware of his problem, you are making a mistake. People know how they are and what they are. A few people may have the things, but they have a way of, you know, being confident about it. But most people, most people know their state and their condition. And they know that, no, this, I, I wish I was like that. Everybody wishes they were like something else. Yes, everyone wishes they were like something else. Those with flat tummies wish their tummies were out a little bit as a sign of prosperity. And those who tummies are out a bit wish theirs were also in. Yes. Those who are those who are skinny wish they had a bit of hips. Those who with hips wish they were bony. Everybody is thinking of something they wish they had. Everybody is thinking of something they wish they had. Those with short hair wish they had long hair. And those with long hair have gone to buy short wigs and they are wearing it. Yes. Those with good eyesight have gone to buy fake glasses and they are wearing <laughs> and those with, and those with glasses are refusing to wear it <laughs> yes. I mean can you, can you see the confusion in the world yes you see people the person is wearing glasses but the person has perfect eyesight it's like it's just a look I need I want that look and then you see people who need glasses. I mean, they need to wear it. They don't wear it. <laughs> they don't wear it. And they are moving around because it's like, it's like the, the glasses is, is clashing with their, with their style. So as the person is walking out, the person can't see you, but you don't know that the person can't see you. can't see, but you don't know the person can't see Those from good, blessed, rich homes don't want anybody to know that it's like they're like some pampered children. So they live as still look, life is hard, you know. With and then those, those who have real hard lives are 
are also living as if life is not hard. Life is good. Life is good. Yes. Life is fine. They don't need to work. They don't need to do anything. But it's like, look, I'm going to work. You know, I have to work. I got a job here the other day. I've worked here before. Yes. And then those who really need, they have to work to live. They're also buying designer clothes to show that, you know. Yes. Anyway, sit down. I'm just giving you these examples to show you that there's a complex. There's a complex. Yes. Those who are not virgins are carrying themselves like they are virgins. And then those who are virgins are trying to feel cool and say that, you know, I had a crush on this person and this person. You don't, you don't even know what you are talking about. You don't even know what you are talking about. You don't even know what you are wishing you had. The non-vegans are reducing the number. They are saying, oh, it's just one or two people. Just one or two. Those who have really been entered, you see them also talking. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've been with this, you know, this person really. Hey. The, the world needs Jesus. The world needs Jesus. I'm telling you. We need Jesus. Jesus. The confusion is too much. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. lose that status. These are things that you can't reclaim. Yes. When you wake up to yourself, you realize that, no, this is bad. How can you go back for your virginity? Are you going back to him and tell him that, look. <laughs> there's, no, there's no returns policy. at all. You can't, you can't return it. You can't return it. When it's gone, it's gone. Yes. When it's gone, it's gone. So Moses had inferiority complex. He's not eloquent. He can't talk. It's not like this. It's not like that. To go over, I can't preach. I can't preach like this person. I can't preach like a bishop. I can't preach like that. I can't saying that I want you and do you, know, do you know why God might want you because you would have a story and a testimony that nobody else has but you 
And that story will be the very thing that is making you feel inferior. But when God starts using you with such a background and such a story, and you say the world will be amazed that God chose somebody like you. That's why, that's why testimonies are good. You shouldn't hide your testimony because you are not the only one who has experienced it. Several others have experienced it. And they are wondering, they are actually wondering, am I the only person who has been through such? Can God ever use me? Will God ever use me? Will God ever work through me? Am I the only person who has gone through this? When they see you, because they have a lot of, everybody has respect for somebody else. When they see you, that they have so much respect for, they think you are all together, everything is working for. When they hear you speaking, say that I was like this, I was like that, I was like that, and always give glory to God at the end. He said, but God has shown mercy, and God has helped you. You know, you'll be surprised, you'll be surprised that there's someone sitting there be so grateful to hear that thing that God can use people like this then it means God can use them if God can use someone like this but see very, very often people like to wrap up their testimonies it's as if you know I don't want anybody to know I want to look like uh, Mother Teresa yeah. but God is just waiting to hear I mean not God Someone is waiting to hear your message in your sermon. In your testimony. It will wipe away that complex that they have. So God uses people with inferiority complex. And then finally for today. No problem. Finally. All too soon. God. God calls people. So what's the first one that you heard? Ah, God calls failures. God calls failures. God calls failures. How many of you say you failed in Christianity before? What about in life in general? You failed in some things. You tried some courses, it didn't work. You tried some jobs, it didn't work. Yes. You failed at some things. You failed at some things. How many of you have been sacked before at work? You were sacked. You were fired. Yes. I've also been sacked once. At work. Yeah, I was sacked. Wednesday morning. <laughs> but Dara says she too, she's been sacked before. You can ask her after church who sacked her. <laughs> yes. Oh, it means you failed. If you've been sacked, it means you failed. You failed at the task. You failed at something. So you were fired. Mm-hmm. You say you've been sacked before. Some of you here, everybody here is holy. They haven't seen certain tents. I don't know how the ashes chose them to put them together, but they're all pure. My final point today is that God calls people who are not believable. People who are not believable. You know, some people are not believable. They look so hard and rough. If when you when you see them, you feel like witnessing to them. So God uses people who are not believable. Believable. 
Maybe as I'm describing, you can say you've, you've, you look that way. So you've done a few naughty things here, a few lies here. You know, you've not really been that straightforward. You're not easily judged. When you look at you say, you don't, you don't look like a pastor. You don't look like a pastor. But there are many people who don't look like pastors. And they need someone who doesn't look like a pastor to relate with and to attend their, their pastor meetings. Yes. Exodus chapter 4. Wow. Are you learning something? People who are not believable. How many of you feel that you are not believable? This one, you can't be everyone. Yes. It's not believable. You know, there, there are some people, they describe, they say, some, some guys, they have naughty eyes. That even as he's coming to witness to you, you feel he's coming to chase you. Yes. Even the way he looks at you as he's coming. But meanwhile, he's really believing God that you should be saved. And Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me. They will not believe me. What you are telling me to go and tell They will not believe me. They will not. I am not a believable person. They will not believe me. Yes. Nor hearken unto my voice, asking, or neither will they listen to my voice, for they will say, the Lord has not appeared unto thee. Yeah. The people, when they start talking, and God appeared to me, and God spoke, you'll be sitting there saying that, oh, liar. Yes, oh, come on. You'll be saying, oh, come on, give us a break. Yes, just say what you want. You want, you want our money, you want our this. You want, just say what you want and leave us alone. But God uses such people. People who are not believable. God uses them. May God use you. May God give you a chance. And may you see the chance. You know, your prayer today must be, may may I see the opportunity that God is giving me. May I see the opportunity that God is giving me. May I see the chance that God is giving me. I have learned, I have learned that, look, God can use anybody. Anybody. And especially, especially the people you wouldn't think God will use. As soon as it occurs to me, or I feel, oh, this person, I just, I just, I just tell myself, no, this could be, this could be the pleasant surprise. This could be the pleasant surprise. This could be the pleasant surprise. As you see, bro, you know that when they came to the church, you know their struggles and their difficulties. That look, God has not finished with you at all. God is going to surprise you that he will use you and use you mightily, mightily, mightily. Because some people, their lies, their lies and deception, that's why sometimes it gets complex. It's not even from when they were not saved. They do it whilst they are saved. It's like, whilst you are saved, you are a liar, a deceiver. It's like, it becomes more complex. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, you didn't do it outside and then come and tell us that this is what I used to be like. But you have come here, you are, you are saved and that's when you started your games. I'm telling you that there's hope for you. Hey, God is a good God. And he's a kind God. And he's a merciful God. And he will use you. He will use you. Yes. Perhaps he's starting something, something special with you from today. Something special. Something special with you. For you. He's starting something special. With you. If only you hear his voice and receive him. 
Jesus said, no, I'm not believable. How many of you feel you are not believable? You are not believable. You are not a believable person. When you come, people will say, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Sometimes it's not even by what you've done. Sometimes your face. Yes. Because people have interesting facial features. Yes. There are some people you don't know. The one you say, so this guy, he's a bad boy. But you don't know him. It's just that you've experienced a bad boy who looks like him. Or walks like him. That's when I meet some of the young guys, and they are quite, they are quite close to me, not general, not everybody, quite close to me. I always, I always tell them, your beard, your beard, trim the beard or take it off. Otherwise, you become, it's a, it's a stereotype. It's a, you, you, fit, you fit a certain image. Yeah. I always tell them, this beard, you have to control it. Yes, control because you are, you are, you are giving, you are giving an impression of yourself that you are not. You don't even have the heart for, for it. Because I know, I know you are not. You are, you are even too soft to be that. Well, I'm done for the day. Stand to your feet. May God make you believable. Yes. Oh, you see the pulpit stars dancing here? You can't imagine that that's an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, and a teacher. And an evangelist. Yes. No. No. Because they look like people who, they look like people who are just happy. It's like some people who are just light. It's like this, they are just happy. Yes. But you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that God is baptizing them into the ministry. Yes. And that's where, that's where they start, they, he started with. Yes. But you look at that, you think, oh, this, this guy. How can this guy come and witness to me? But that is what God wants. Yeah. You be sad. When you look at, when you, as long as you look at someone who does something, you say, oh, this one. Then you feel that the people who, the people who pray. People who pray. Me, I, 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 was, a pray, I was in charge of the prayer ministry. I was in charge of the prayer ministry. I used to start the service every Sunday. Every Sunday. I used to lead prayer 31st night. When there's, when there's fasting, when there's fasting and prayer in the church, I'm the one who will be leading the prayer. I'm the one who will say, they, they almost gave me a name, shall we pray? Yes, shall we pray? Because I'll give the top and say, shall we pray? Yes. And I won't, I won't stop it till after an hour before I'll come back and say, okay, I'm changing the prayer topic. Yes. So when you see me, you think that I'm heaven bound. Because, yeah, I'm a prayer person, even the voice. One pastor came to preach, a guest preacher came to preach in the church. He came early, so he heard me leading the prayer time and everything. As he was preaching, he said, he said the brother, what's his name? The brother with a spiritual accent. <laughs> That's how he described. He said, the brother with a spiritual accent. Yes. Yeah. So you see that people with spiritual accents and things. Unless we don't have spiritual accents, but God has called all. Yes. I mean, I thank God that I'm still here and I'm still preaching love. Good God. Yes. Yeah. I thank God that I'm still I'm still alive. I hope I still have my spiritual accent. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. But there are people who don't have that. But still, God has called them. You see, when the church started in London, I mean, the landlord started, but yes, I mean, one day I was sitting with one of the pastors, with prophet, and then prophet turned to me and asked me, he said, he said, Pastor Richie, where did you get all these people from? Because everybody's testimony, drug, drinking, fornication, liar, this, and God has saved them, and as they are sitting there, they are all reverend, they all become reverend ministers. But their stories, their testimonies, I'm telling you, some of the uncles, you see them walking out, you don't know their story. What you say, you just see Rev, Rev. Rev, yes, Rev. Rev. We caught all of them from the streets of London. Yes. It's been 28 years. Yes. You found all of them from the streets of London. Fornicators, deceivers, women impregnators. Oh. Oh. Drunkards. I mean, they can drink. <laughs> but God saved them, washed them, cleaned them up. Today they are reverence. I mean, they are reverence. Reverence full of the Holy Ghost and anointing. Yes. If they come here just now, they start ministering. You see yourself falling on the ground. You see power. Yes, but just like you don't, you don't, you don't know them. They are not believable people at all. But God chose them, and they came. Originally, we're sitting, we're sitting at the table eating. Bishop just says, "As this one says, their story. This one says, their speech." They say, "Where, where did you get them from? I mean, where did you get these people from?" Jesus brought them, and Jesus saved them. So Jesus can also use you. Yes. Jesus can also use you. Yes. One day I'll also be talking about you. Maybe I'll, may, I'll be talking. I'll say, oh, these people you see here, these reverends and what that you see walking around there. I remember them. Yes. I remember Bangas. I will start his story now. Yes. I remember that. I remember when they came to the church. So already you can, you can see that God, God is already working on some of you. And some of you now, your time has come to. God has started polishing you. Don't think you are hearing these messages by chance and by accident. God is polishing you. God is polishing. God is telling that there is a chance and there's an opportunity for you. And he will use you. Stop priding yourself in your mistakes and your errors and announcing it to the whole world. Start discussing about the call of God and what God has for you, what God wants to do with you. The time will come to share your testimony. When God has cleaned you up, you see, there's time for everything. So it is when you say it too early, you look non-serious. Why say you say it too? I'm saying you say it publicly. You look like a very, very non-serious person. God will tidy you up, clean you up. You'll be preaching powerfully one day. He said, Lord, I want to tell you a story. Then you tell them where you have come from, how far God has brought you, and what God is doing with you now. You see that that day, more people will gain hope. Jesus is alive. And Jesus saves. And Jesus cleans up. Oh, Jesus is cleaning you up. <laughs> Lift up your two hands and thank him. Thank him for a beautiful day like today. If you're encouraged this evening, just thank him. Just thank God. Thank him for an encouragement. Thank him that there is hope. 
there's hope, there's life. And there's light that he can use you, he can work through you. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that you are here. You are here to work on us, to work in us. To work in us, to work on us, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Oh God, 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 oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Makamatisa batili bi kapato satafaya. Plato labadiba kapata saya. Mladisha de la bando labidaba sata. Mafima, 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 mafima. Matondi labadosi tande lebre diba kapasataya. Febredoste, yadadista, 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 yadadista. Matando labatistaya. Pramo janda labla dima komandana sanda labadiba kapatata labadiba kopatasaya. Plado sando lama di major matito lebre dijo. Dajidonde, 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 dajidonde. Malanda lava diva kama lava shanda lava diva kapa. Brado stabari vesterestia. Nakomato mafitanda labla diva shanda liba. Kamo sidonda. Pray, pray, thanking him, thanking him, thanking him for the Holy Spirit, thanking him for his help, thanking him for his works, for his works, for his works in your life, for his works in your life, for what he will do with you, what he will do through you, what he will do with you, thanking him, thanking him, thanking him. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God.
and to teach us. To teach us more. We want to know more. We want to learn more. We want to see more. To guide us, to teach us, and to lead us. Thank you for the sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Now, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, still praying. I want to pray for you if you're here. Somebody invited you to church today. Or you've been coming to church. But you've not made this commitment to God. And today you want to make this all-important commitment to God. You want to say, that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. If you're here like that, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, thinking about nobody but yourself, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need God in my life. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are very quickly and I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. I can see your hands right there. You also want to join in. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. God bless you. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to be a child of God. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. Just your right hand. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are standing and I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I can see you all. God sees you all. God sees you all. Now, I want you to do one more thing. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to come out of your seats and come to me right here at the front. Come. Maybe you are about to lift up your hand. You can also join. Also join and come. Come, 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 come. Don't be shy. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. It's your day. Come. Come. Yes, come. Come to God. Come to Jesus. Jesus is drawing you. Jesus is calling you. Come, come, come. You want to come? Come. Come to Jesus. Come. You are not sure. You want to be sure today. Come to Jesus. Come. Yes, come. Come. You will never regret it. You'll be so glad. You'll be so glad you gave your life to Jesus. You'll be so glad. You are still out there. You want to give your life to Jesus? Come. God is drawing you. God is drawing you. Come to him. Come to him. Yes, there is room. Yes. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bow your heads with me. Bow your heads with me. You want to join us? This is a final call. You want to come? Come down. Be bold and come now. You can even ask your neighbor or your friend to walk with you. To walk with you. To give your life to Jesus. You are not going to do anything bad. You are going to give your life to Jesus today. To receive Jesus into your life. To leave all the things in the world behind you. And to come to Jesus. You may come and join us now. You want to come? Come now. Come to Jesus now. Come. Yes, come. God bless you. 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 Now let's pray. Let's pray. And those in front, I want you to really say this prayer after me meaningfully. I want the whole church to help us, support us as we make this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. 
thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day I believe Jesus is alive please forgive me of my sins please wash me with the blood of Jesus I am a sinner I am a very bad person please forgive me of all my sins now say Lord Jesus please come into my heart please come into my life be the Lord of my life I say thank you Father for accepting me and making me a child of yours in Jesus name Amen Father I commit them to you establish them oh God by the Holy Spirit in your house in your church and in the faith let them live for you let them live for you oh God for the rest of their lives in Jesus name Amen God bless you we have these gifts for you please receive these gifts God bless you wow Wow, wow. God bless you. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Clap for them as they go back. God bless you. Oh, your clap is... I don't understand. Do you have a complex in clapping? Then clap properly. hands on your chest on your heart and pray for the Holy Spirit. If you're a shepherd, you're a pastor, say Lord please make me a Holy Spirit shepherd make me a Holy Spirit shepherd if you're not, just say Lord make me a Holy Spirit Christian fill me with the Holy Spirit ask God for it, ask him for it lay your two hands on your heart and just ask God for the Holy Spirit Lord I need the Holy Spirit I need to be guided. I need to be led. I need to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Everything I do, I want the Holy Spirit to be there to correct me, to guide me, and to help me. Pray for it. Pray for it. Pray for the Holy Spirit. God is hearing you. God is listening. And God will answer. And God will answer. God will give you the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit. We receive more of the Holy Spirit. But we have Holy Spirit pastors, Holy Spirit shepherds, Holy Spirit members, Lord. Holy Spirit instrumentalists, Holy Spirit singers, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. May we have Holy Spirit dances, oh God, in this church, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you that the Holy Spirit takes over our lives and everything that we do. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now take your communion. Let's receive our communion. The blood that Jesus shed for me.
thank you, Father. Father, we are grateful. I bless every cup. I bless every bread. That this is the body of Christ. And this is the blood of Jesus. Let there be healings. Let there be strengthening. Let there be deliverance by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blessing of coming to the Lord's table. The body of Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. stand and receive your blessings now lift your hands I have one prayer for you today thank you Jesus father may a divine order Mm. of favor Mm. a surprise order of favor Mm. come upon your children from the smallest Amongst us to the greatest. Thank you. What we don't deserve, may we be chosen for it. Where we are disqualified, may we be chosen again. Where we don't belong, may your favor lift us and place us. Where even our parents and those from whom we could have inherited have nothing. Even we look after them. I pray that there will be a divine and a surprise order of inheritance for everyone that is part. Let there be a divine surprise order of inheritance and favor for everyone that is part of this amazing blessing. Yes, Father. The Lord bless you. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon you. May his brightness characterize you. May his goodness be with you. May his graciousness be shown to you. May his kindness and mercy surround you. The Lord bless thee. And the Lord keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine and reverse all anger and angry clouds that are headed in your direction. Whatever has targeted you from the enemy's camp, boomerangs and returns to sender. An eye for an eye and a hand for a hand. Let the enemy's arrows return a hundredfold back to the camp of Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. Let him that loves the Lord and let him that favors the cause of the Lord be blessed. Let them that hate the righteous cause and the cause of your servants and your servants be Anatima Maranatha, according to your holy word. Damako Sarama Hatala Madabarada. A champion lifts you up and blesses you in this earth. Even before you step foot in heaven, you shall see the glory of the Lord and his mercies upon your life. Thank you, Father, for this blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes, you can put your hands together. Beautiful. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, 
follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.